0: Well, hello, my friend, my name is Joe Pakmotsky and welcome to the Simplify Cancer podcast. Today's show, it's your roadmap to help you thrive after cancer. I'm gonna be sharing the five things in that particular order of what I would do today to really kind of give a different experience of your life after cancer. I think you're gonna really enjoy that. And listen, if you feel like you need one-on-one support and you would really benefit from that, then I would urge you to check out my coaching program. If you really want someone to be there for you one-on-one and you want to work with me, I can help you to fast track your life after cancer, then go ahead and check out my coaching program. It's called Take Your Life Back After Cancer. And you can check it out at take your life back after cancer.com. <laughs> so literally, just type it up and go there and see for yourself if it's something that would really help you and fast track you moving forward. But for now, I want to thank you for being here, because I know you've been through a lot. And I'm just going to share with you now the five things to help you thrive after cancer. Enjoy. Well, hello, my friend. My name is Joe Bakmotsky. I'm a cancer survivor. I'm the host of the Simplify Cancer podcast and now the author of Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in a challenging world of today. And this is exactly what we're talking about right now. Thriving. Thriving after everything that you've been through with cancer. And I know it may seem like it's so far away because you've been through so much and it, it's, it's, uh, you have to deal with the treatment. You have to deal with uncertainty. You have to deal with the fact that, you know, you sometimes feel, let's be honest, that you feel miserable. You feel alone. I know what it's like, my friend. I've been through it myself I know have been all of us, but I'm here to tell you this because I think that you need to hear this right now. There is a better life beyond cancer where you can truly thrive as your best self and feel good about yourself and the world around you where you can build you know even stronger bonds with people that you truly care about the most in your life where you can you know live with purpose and 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 just pursue your passions and and do more of those things that you truly care about that end up making a difference in a way that is significant to you it doesn't have to be something epic but it's going to be real for you where you can feel that You're in charge of your own life. And you can kind of deal with worry in a way that, you know, it's kind of pushed out towards the back where it's not running your life. Because, listen, you know, uh, for me, I know this, it's all come about really after I've ended up after going through my cancer treatment, after going through surgery and chemotherapy for testicular cancer, I ended up being back home. And I was just so looking forward to it. But when I came back, I was a mess. You know, I couldn't think straight. I... I, I felt so exhausted. I put on all this weight. Like I put on like like 20 kilos or something just from all the steroids that I was taking. And, you know, I I felt like, you know, some people in my life really, you know, didn't understand what I was going through. It's, it's kind of like we were strangers. And I really didn't feel up to, you know, <laughs> getting back into life. And, and, you know, I just didn't know what to do with myself. But I also thought there was a part of me that thought, well, hold on a second. I didn't go through this for nothing. And there's other people who've been through cancer. And now they're living a good life. You know what? And I'm going to try and be that and figure this out so I can, you know, feel good and spend enjoy the time with my family. Right? That was a big difference for me. And that is why I started, you know, the Simplify Cancer podcast. To, you know, to really try and make sense of what's going on and what I should be doing. That's why I was interviewing you know, dozens and dozens of experts you know in oncology and psycho oncology and kind of wellness around oncology and clinical psychology and cancer survivors. People like like you and me who've been through it. I'm talking about, you know, what's inspired them to lead a better life. So I've learned a lot through these experiences and I kind of developed my own perspective through things that I've learned along the way. And that's what, you know, kind of we're doing in this podcast. That's what I'm going to share with you today, right now. How to thrive after cancer. I'm going to share with you five big things that I would do if I... If I was in a position where I really felt like, you know, I I wanted to get back into my own life after cancer, if I had to, if I could go back in time and not spend, you know, years of trying to just uh, grind it out or, you know, wondering about, like stumbling around in the dark as I was, because I was just doing it on my own. I will tell you, like, these are the big five things that can help you to really thrive after cancer. Even if you don't feel like that's where you're at or whether that's, you know, possible. Because, listen, I don't know your story and what you've been through, but, you know, this, I'm just sharing with you that I think it can happen for you. And a lot of it is is making just like small incremental changes in just different parts of your life that can really serve you and get you to the place where you want to be in your life after cancer and do it that much faster. So with that in mind, we're going to go in order, right? So I would do these things in order. And we're going to start right now, if I may just jump right into this. I will start with number one. And I believe the number one thing that you want to be doing to help you thrive after cancer, is to really to get your energy levels up, right? How do you do that? Well, you do that through movement. And it's it's so, so weird, right? Because I never really, you know, I I remember, like I'll tell you this story, right? When I, I had an, I was in my oncologist's office, right? Uh, when i was going through my one of the first checkups i believe and he said and i was super nervous right because it was like ah oh, what if the cancer comes back and i was freaking out about it for 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 weeks you know I remember i was in his office and he looks at all the scans and all the test results and he does like this physical exam and then he says well uh looks like we're all good on your end like well go. and i'm just Uh, And I'm just elated. You know, this moment when you get the good news, right? Like, it's incredible because we're so used to hearing the bad things about cancer. So he's telling me all this. I'm super excited. I don't, you know, I just, uh, I'm I'm no longer (laughs) listening to whatever he's saying. And he mentions this. He says, well, I guess one thing to keep in mind is that your body composition has changed. And uh, I was like, you know, what does that mean? And it turned out there was basically a polite way of him telling me that I got fat. I got put on heaps of weight from all the steroids that I was taking, right? Because they they made a huge difference for me with the chemo treatment that I was getting. And trust me, I had a few infusions in those couple of months, without them and it was hell on earth so i'm incredibly grateful for steroids but they also made me eat like crazy and i put on all this weight and not only that i put it all around my gut and so he said to me you know after after especially your chemotherapy and you know your your risk of heart disease is just that much higher than just a regular person who hasn't had it so I would advise you to do um, all you can to, to lose the weight. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do? Like, I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes to try and figure this out. And he said, well, maybe try to work with an exercise physiologist. And so he gave me the details of someone uh, who I followed up with. And to me, it felt incredibly weird at the start because I was like, you know what? I feel exhausted. I've been through so much. I have this you know, fatigue, chemo fatigue from going through this thing. I'm like, and now you're expecting me to do exercise? and, You know, because I'm not used to that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm frankly speaking, I've never been into like sports, or been active or fit. You know, Not I'm not proud of it in any way, but I just, I haven't been like that for for big chunk of my life. So this is something that was completely, you know, out of the ordinary. Plus, on top of all that, you know, on top of all that, you know, I've been through all of this, you know, treatment. And I feel like, no, this is the last thing that i want to be doing. But then I had this, this memory, right? Because when I was going through chemo and I spent a lot of time in the hospital and I remember that the one thing my oncologist said to me when I kind of said to him that I feel, I feel pretty whacked out, you know, he said, well, you know what? You should go for a walk every day. And at first I thought like, what is he talking about? Like, Go for a walk. I'm already like, you know, yeah, you, just barely holding it together. But I go, you know what? Well, he says so. He's the expert. I'm going to go with that. And so every day I dragged myself out for a walk. And I was, at times, I was walking around the hospital. And I think I, I times, I was just walking through the hospital, like just finding my ways around. And it was hard because at times I felt like I was just like this zombie that was just uh, <laughs> like walking around and I really wasn't up to it. But something weird started happening that even though I was, uh, you know, I really was feeling like at my worst, I started to kind of, it pulled me up. It made me feel better. And I think it gave me that little bit of energy that I needed and that made a difference. And that's why I think it was easier for me to accept that going through exercise and doing movement was going to be the way to go. And doing it with someone who really gets it makes a world of difference because what i've learned is that exercise physiologist it's i guess it's 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 not like going to the gym right where sometimes the the people who work at the gym like they know so much about maybe you know exercise and um and and you know your body but the exercise physiologist they you know really understand how to really Prescribe exercise from scientific perspective by doing your kind of whole body assessment, and what's really cool is that some of them really specialize in folks who go through cancer, right? So this is this is really important. So uh, and this is why I'm going to urge you when you're done with this to check out some of the. Uh, interviews that I've done with exercise physiologists on the Simplify Cancer podcast who specifically work with folks who've been touched by cancer. And if you listen to this online or if you just go to simplifycancer.com and if you go into this episode, I'm going to put the links right there for you to check it out. So you can kind of listen and understand that world and, and, and get some really great advice to kind of see if it's right for you. But I'm gonna suggest that this can make a huge difference for you. Because when I began, we did this whole assessment, we talked about my medical history, we talked about what was right for me, and she prescribed to me the exercise that was gonna be right for me. And it was kind of that balance, right? That balance of you're know, basically kind of pushing myself pushing me so I can kind of keep moving to get results, but also not pushing me too hard in the sense that like I wasn't like going to collapse. <laughs> you know right? And that is, the, that is the medium that you're going for. And what's really good about this is that when you work with a professional like that, they come up with something that's going to be right for you. And when you start seeing results... In whatever way the results look for you, because you talk about what you want the results to look like. Is it going to be, you know, uh, to uh, get more energy? Is it to lose weight? Is it to be more fit? Right. Whatever it is, that you can focus around that. But they can guide you and support you on the way. I mean, if it's if it's too much, they can probably tweak it down, or they can, you know, in as in my case, we can adjust it up. Because at the start, I couldn't do anything. Man, I was like. I was struggling to do the basics. And the exercise physiologist really supported me and guided through to a place that I went to. And I was, you know, I became so much more active and I would go for walks. I even started jogging, which is like mind boggling for me. I've never done anything like it in my life. And I went from a place where I could, I had struggled to go for a walk, to be in a place where I can run ten kilometers in less than two years after cancer. So that's just that's just just my story. I'm not saying here that yeah, I'm not really suggesting <laughs> you want to be running, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> marathons from now on after cancer. But what I want to tell you is that getting energy up, the best level to do that is through movement. Is if you can keep active, if you can go for walks, if you can do things around the home, if you can uh, you know, maybe go for, for day trips where you're actively doing things, and ideally, you set yourself up to work with a professional, like an uh, exercise physiologist, particularly if they specialize in people who have been through cancer, I would recommend this because I think they can really serve you because it's going to give you that boost. It's going to get your body moving again. It's going, to get your, it's going to get you to a place where you feel more alive, where you feel more connected with yourself and you're going to have the energy that you truly need to live the life that you deserve Today, I know it's hard. After everything that you've been through, to start something new and invest in yourself. Invest in yourself in terms of your time and money, right? Because if you want to get results, I really believe you gotta be able to invest in yourself. Well, to do that, my friend, you're gonna get there so much faster. And this is one thing I could highly recommend to you. Get more active. And work with a professional, like an exercise physiologist, and you can, you can check out those more interviews on the page for this episode. Now, that was the number one thing I suggested to you, to get your energy levels up through movement. The second thing I'm going to suggest to you is to redirect your worry. What do I mean by that? Well, what happens after cancer is we go to a place where you know, worries you know, start to kind of take over sometimes, right? because all of a sudden you, you've had this bad news, you go through this tough time, and now you kind of start to expect everything in your life to go wrong. Isn't that how, isn't that how it happens sometimes, right? It's tough. And so you have to live with this never-ending worry that cancer might come back. I just, you, you, even after you go through all clear, you gotta see your specialist or your medical team every month or every three months or every six months, whatever it is for you, right? And that kind of, it's hard because every time you get close to it or every time you get like a pain or ache, well, you can help. But think, like, what if the cancer comes back? You know? And by the way, I would urge you to check out my free book called Calm Before the Scan, How to Stop Worrying About Cancer Recurrence. You can get a digital copy of that on my website, SimplifyCancer.com. And I'll put a link for you right on the podcast page as well. If you go to SimplifyCancer.com, find this episode. The link is going to be right there for you, my friend. <laughs> so if worry is going to be part of our lives, it's we need to find better ways of dealing with it, right? Because it takes up a lot of room, you know? It takes up a lot of room, right? And what I've really found through all of my experience through talking to really you know, thousands of people in, you know, on my podcast, in support groups, uh, in, di- in different partnerships, in uh, working with different organizations, in, in my coaching work, what I found consistently over and over again, that the way to deal with the worry is to move it out of the way and redirect your time and energy towards something that truly matters to you in your life. And what happens when you're doing something with purpose, when you're doing something with a great level of energy and commitment, what ends up happening is you direct your attention in that way. And you're going to put your worries, you're going to put your concerns, you're going to put your fears kind of to the side, to a place where they no longer control you or your way of life. So that's going to make a huge difference to you. Now, how do you do that? Well, this is why I want to share with you my three Piece of purpose with you, which is what I believe. The three simple ways to live a purposeful life, so that you can redirect your attention away from worry towards the things that you care about. And what I really found is that this these three pieces of purpose, they it's it's really simple. It's first of all, it's about people, you know. What are the people in your life that really care about you, that really look up to you, that might depend on you, that you care about the most? What can you do to support them? It could be be your partner, could be your child, could be your best friend, could be your workmate. Or could be someone that you don't really know personally, but maybe someone in your community that you'd love to help in some way. What could you go and do to help this person right now? What is the one thing that you could, if you could pick out this one person and the one thing you could do for them today? What could it be? How could you support them in a way, or guide them, or be there for them? That's hugely important. Not only because it helps them, but also because it helps you, because you're going to be in a place where you you now you you're coming up with ideas and you're coming up with, with with things that you can do to help someone out, but that takes you away from from thinking and from from all those worries that are. Kind of there at the back of your mind and you're redirecting that towards positive things towards things that are helpful in your way of life so that's p people the second thing is is passions you know we all go through life where sometimes we we kind of move aside or we get busy, right? And things that maybe you found, find interesting or exciting, they kind of, you know, they lo- you, they lose momentum, they kind of drop off, right? Or maybe like you get so busy that you don't even have time to explore something that you kind of really love doing or you think you maybe you would be really into and you'd really enjoy especially when you go through a difficult life-changing experience like cancer. It pushes so many things out of the way. But what is the one thing that maybe you didn't spend enough time on in your life? What is the one thing that maybe you didn't get to do in your life that would really make a huge difference to you, that you'd find a lot of fun? that you'd find exciting, that you would look forward to? You know, is it something that that you can do around your home? Is it something you could do with a friend? Is it something that you could maybe sign up and do a class for? I mean, I don't know, it could be learn a language. It could be go travel. It, it could be, you know, whatever that is for you, right? What would be something that you would want to try or really like just Give your time and explore. Like what would that be? So that's passion. And the third P of, of leading a purposeful life is projects. And projects, of course, could be projects that you could be doing in your work, but also projects in a sense of what could you be doing in your life that you are passionate about, that that would give you the sense of accomplishment. Because project is usually something that is kind of, well, big or bigger than me, or maybe doing something you could do in a day. Project is something that you could kind of maybe plan ahead. And project is something that you could have a start and an end, and maybe kind of things in between, like different milestones, right? And you can kind of think about how you'd want to do it. And having a project like that, something that could stretch out into take up a week of your time, could be take out a few months, could take up a year, right? Those things, when you can plan it out, when you can plan ahead, and it might, be, it might take some work, but it will give you that sense of achievement that's huge, when you feel like you've done something meaningful, whether that's for you, whether that's for your family, whether that's for um, someone that you work with, for your customers, or whatever that is, it can make a huge difference in your life after cancer. So what could be one project? If we like to brainstorm right now, and if you were to think, right, if you were to think of the things that maybe would give you that sense of achievement, The sense of like getting something cool done out of the way, what would that be? Maybe things that you know you kinda have been putting off or you just didn't get around to. I don't know, maybe it could be renovating your kitchen. Maybe it's writing your book. Maybe it's um building something. Whatever it is for you, I hope that you have some ideas right now or you can kind of keep on thinking about this in your life so that you can really come up with something and go, you know what, this would be cool. You know, you have this idea, I'd love to do that and just speak it out and think, well, what what I need to do to get it done? Right, and then Put it in your calendar or do something about it that will kind of get you going. Because when you get involved in a project, something you can plan for, it will put your worries away to the side so that you can do more of the things that you truly care about the most without having those worries eating away at you. So that was the second thing, right? Redirecting your worry. Now, let's talk about what is number three, my friend? And the third thing that I would urge you to really consider is to recharge and supercharge your relationships. The people in your life, whether that's your partner, whether that's your Someone from your family, whether that's your friends, whether that's people that you work with, whether that's people around you in your community, whoever that is for you, I want you to think of how you can really recharge those relationships and take them to the next level so that you feel more fulfilled, so that you feel more understood, so that you feel so that, that you feel loved, so that you feel cared for, and that obviously they feel those things in return as well. Because what happens after we go through a life-altering event, right? we end up in a situation, what I call a, you know, a life situation, where you are really in a place where sometimes you feel like other people are disconnected, from you, right? Because you've been through this experience and sometimes maybe they can't relate to it because they haven't been on a journey with you or even if sometimes they have, they, they can't relate to the to the pains and, and the worries that you're going through and that can be tough. And that's a natural thing that we experience. This is something that we all go through in our lives, especially after going through cancer. Right? I, I know I've um there was a few people who really didn't support me in the way that I wanted to be supported during cancer. And they they didn't come to visit they they didn't check in on me, they didn't call, <laughs> they didn't message me and it was hard to take. And I mean, it for a variety of reasons, it's those people are now no longer part of my life. and yet, Uh, there are other people who've really stepped up and been there for me. And it made our relationships that much stronger. It brought us closer. But a part of that was me making a conscious effort to rebuild that connection, to open up, to tell people my story so that they can understand what it's like. And that's hard to do, right? Because... I know that, I, you know, here I am talking at you and it seems like, you know, I'm, I might be more comfortable to talk about my personal things, but it wasn't always like that. And to me, to do that was, it took some effort. And what I want to share with you is the approach that I took, that I hope can serve you as well in helping you to tell your story in a way that is not forced, in a way that is, feels natural and that will help people to understand where you're coming from, but also will help you to feel that you got something off your chest. It will help you to feel more understood. It will help you to feel like people kind of get where you're at and where you're going and that can make a huge difference in your life. And that is to practice talking about your worries and concerns out loud to yourself. Because what ends up happening is, I believe, the biggest barrier in not being able to share whatever is tough, whatever is on your mind, whatever is making life difficult or stressful or makes you more worried, a huge part of that comes to the fact that we cannot find a right way to express it and explain it even to ourselves. And that is why it's so crucial, to find a way to bring it out, to put it into words, even not in a way necessarily in a conversation with someone first, but even to yourself. And what I found incredibly helpful is to speak it out loud. What I, what I started to do, and I, I knew I was going to shut off and I couldn't even talk about some of my worries. and like For example, I couldn't even talk about my friends who dropped off from my life. And I knew it was affecting me in a really negative way. And I wanted to talk about it even, even to my wife. And so I started to try to even make sense of this whole situation. I started going for walks, and I would go on a walk every night, and I'd kind of just talk out loud. And i said, well, why did this happen? And I would just talk through it. Because what happens when you're thinking things in your head, oftentimes you can go on different tangents, and things that can kind of make sense in your mind don't necessarily make sense when they kind of come out, right? because it can be a little bit all over the place. So what I really found is when you talk about things out loud to yourself, you kind of start to come up with things that you don't even really expect. And you start to really make sense of situation. And you start to really connect the dots. And you start to see patterns. And you start to see explanations. And you build up the skill of simply telling the story, talking about your concerns talking about your worries, talking about your challenges, and what that does if you do that in your life. And even if you do that for five to 10 minutes a day, what really builds up that kind of muscle, that muscle for for just expressing yourself in a natural way. So that next time you're talking to, you know, your, your, your spouse or you're talking to uh, your child or you're talking to your daughter-in-law <laughs> or you're talking to uh, your uh, friend at work or you're talking to your neighbor, when they say, well, how have you been, you know, you can kind of tell them, right? You can tell them because you've practiced it and it's just going to come out that much more naturally. So what I would urge you to do is to spend five to 10 minutes a day, whether it's on a walk, whether that's when you're driving, uh, whatever way that is for you, whatever feels comfortable and safe, is to talk through the challenges or worries, the concerns that you have. And, And maybe by asking questions, saying, well, why do I feel this way? Why is it like that? How did it happen? What can I do now? And just talk through it the way you would with a friend. But you could just do that with yourself. Because you're going to have that understanding and compassion for yourself. And you will find answers that you will not expect. And when you can do that, when you can be open and direct with people in your life, they'll be able to connect and sharing with what you're going through without some kind of drama, without being over the top, but they'll be able to get you so much more. And that really brings you so much closer with them. So you can get get that sense of connection and bring it back and make it even stronger than it's ever been before. So please help yourself, to really supercharging those relationships in your life and recharging them, bringing them a place of being, to sharing your story in a way that is significant for you and doing it by practice. Just five minutes a day is all you need. Number four is setting yourself up to win. I've really learned in my life that whenever I just do things sporadically, whenever I just do things on a wing, I've noticed that that's what happens to results or outcomes You know that I want to have, whether I want to feel good about myself, whether I want to get things done. I feel if I just kind of do it every now and again, it's really hard to get, any sort of consistency. And that's why you want to be able to set up the right conditions in order for you to feel good about life, in order for you to, to uh, you know, go and follow your ambitions or the dreams or hopes that you have, whether that's, you know, ambitions to, you know, be a great parent, whether that's, uh, you know, having a successful business, whether that's You enjoying life, right? Whatever ambitions or hopes that you have, you really want to kind of have a rhythm that is set up for you to do things consistently over and over again. And what I'm going to suggest to you that one thing that can make a dramatic difference is having a morning routine. I spent most of my life just kind of going through life without really having any structure or purpose about it and and what ends up happening is you go through the day and you spend so much of your time just putting out fires and you 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 spend a lot of your energy and concentration and focus and and, and just just mental energy you spend it on things that you know, don't really help you. And you spend them all over the place. You keep them here, you keep them there. But when you can really ritualize your life, you can really take a lot of those, you know, take away a lot of those distractions away from you because you know what you're going to be doing. And the morning routine can help you to put you in a place where you are really strongly connected to what you're doing in your life to help you get there faster. When you have a routine that you can do in the morning, that you can follow every single day, or let's say every uh, kind of work day, like Monday to Friday, or you know have a different routine maybe for the weekend, whatever works for you, but have a routine that you know this is what you're doing Every single morning, this is gonna set you up to live the life that you truly want, and make that routine make you put you in a good place. You know, I know for me, I always start the morning with doing either doing exercise or going for a jog, because I know that gets my body going, that gets me in the place where I've been active, right? So, but for you, whether that's going for a walk. Whatever that is, right? If you have a morning routine that starts off with something physical, that's really important. The second thing that I do always is have a healthy breakfast. For me, I, it's like I, made my, I make myself an omelette. You know, I love omelettes. I love the fact that I can put in, like, one day it's mushroom, the other day it's pine nuts. I can put, like, spinach. I can, you know, I can put all sorts of things in there and make it fun and I enjoy it, and it's healthy. And it's also, I know that that's what I'm doing. I can change it up a little bit. And it makes me, it gives me also some of that other energy that I need just to get about and do things, and it's, and it's healthy. So it's kind of, it's good in that way as well. And then for me, the, what I do next is I do journaling. Is I have my coffee, and I have my, I, I, I have my journal. And have the prompts that I've set up for myself, and you know I reflect on the things that I've done yesterday. I make plans for the day. I I take note of some uh, dreams or ambitions that I have or my things that I've accomplished. And all it takes is you know about five to five minutes. I would say about five minutes. And I just do that with my morning coffee. And it really helps me to reflect on what I've done. I also need to set me up for the day. It just makes me focus on kind of one top thing I'm going to do today. And that's something that I find gives me consistency and gives me comfort. And it puts you in the place where you know what will happen. And when you have routines, you feel like you're in charge of your life again, because it becomes a little bit more predictable. And I really believe that the predictability and rhythm is a key to having a stable life after cancer. So that's number four, my friend. Set yourself up to win for habits. Last one, number five, is to make giving. A way of life. Now, I know this sounds, <laughs> you know, like a little bit um, vague, <laughs> a little bit woo-woo, <laughs> you know, and, and yet the reason why we all exist as humans, the reason why we live in our society today, the reason why we go out to make a difference and uh, to to fall in love, to, to make friends, to live in uh, communities. It's about other people. And not only doing things because it helps somebody else, but helping somebody else is what's going to help you, most of all, more than it could ever help anyone else. So, if you ever end up in a place where you feel frustrated, and that happens to all of us every day, so I'm sure you're going to run into this as just as I do or any one of us. If you feel in a place where you're angry or frustrated or upset, what I would urge you to do immediately, one thing is to really break this pattern. And the first thing I want you to do is to thank or acknowledge someone in your life. Whether that person is your friend, whether that is your workmate, whether that's about something specific that's happened, maybe they did something to help you. You know, maybe it's so you know, call them up and say, listen, I thanks so much for helping me out the other week. I really appreciate it. Or if 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 there's nothing specific that comes to mind that maybe you know, just call them or email them or text them just about, you know, how you appreciate them. Because how often does it happen in life? How often does it just someone turn around and, and, you know, and call you, for example. Imagine if you picked up the phone and there is your friend or there's, there's someone you know, there's someone from your family and they say, hey, listen, I'm just wanted to say just how much I love having you in my life. Thank you for everything that you do. How would it make you feel if you got a text from someone and said, listen, I, I know you've been through a lot, but you mean so much to me. So thank you for being a part of my life. Like, how cool is that? And not only will you be making this person feel good about themselves, and you will be doing what we're talking about as well and, and kind of recharging and triple charging your relationship with them as well, But you'll also be putting yourself in a different emotional space, because when you're frustrated, when you're angry, you're gonna go into kind of this this kind of negative, you know, kind of spiral, right? Where it kind of gets out of control and leads to something else, and you start to remember all these other kind of uncomfortable, painful, horrible things, and you really want to be break that up break that up by helping someone or, you know, acknowledging them. You know, whether that's, uh, you know, trying to set up a time with them to catch up, maybe calling up and how can I help you? Or maybe just through appreciation, right? Saying, listen, I love having you in my life and gratitude. That can make such a huge difference because when you go into that space, of gratitude, when you go into a space of giving, when you go to a space of helping someone else, that you cannot feel as angry or as upset or as frustrated as you've been before. So please give that a go. So here are the five things that I would do and suggest that you do in your life to really help you thrive after cancer. First of all, get your energy levels up through movement. Being active, I highly recommend that you work with an exercise physiologist. The second thing I would suggest you do is to redirect your worry with what we talked about as three P's of purpose. Passion, people, and projects. To really help you feel that you can direct your time and energy away from worry towards the things that you care about the most. The third thing, it's really to supercharge your relationships. I've, I've talked about it and kind of throughout all of these five, but one of the things is really expressing how you feel and what's important to you and just practicing that a little bit and expressing that to yourself first when you're alone, whether that's you driving or going for a walk or whatever it is that you do when you're on your own. Number four is set yourself up to win through cons- through habits, through having a morning routine that can make a huge difference for you as you go through life because you're going to give yourself some stability and some predictability in the way that you go about through your day. And it will also Take all of the thinking out of you so you can just concentrate on doing what's really important in times when that needs to happen for you the most. And finally, number five is to make giving a way of life. And I would strongly suggest that when you feel upset or angry or frustrated, just immediately go and help someone. Or go and thank them or go and just give some appreciation to someone that you care about. Because it just puts you in a totally different headspace where you feel better about yourself and the world around you. And you're making that person feel unappreciated, which is cool, and which is the the, the best possible thing you could be doing in this challenging world that we live in today. My name is Joe Bekmotzki. Hope has been helpful for you. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you soon. Hey, thank you so much for being here and for checking out this show and also for looking out for yourself in this crazy time. After everything you've been through with cancer, I know what that's like. And I also know that sometimes you, you want that one-on-one support. And if you really want someone to be there for you and to really be your champion and to help you and guide you through that process, to really help you fast track your life after cancer, where you feel good about yourself and the world around you, then you should check out my coaching program where you could work with me one-on-one and see if it's right for you. And if you wanna apply to work with me, because I'm only taking a select number of clients into Take Your Life Back After Cancer Coaching Program. And if you want to check to see what it's all about, then head over to take your life back after cancer.com. That's the address. Take your life back after cancer.com. So please check it out, see if it's right for you, because that can really serve you. My name is Joe Bakomonski. Thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to you soon.